Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the Oscar goes and to. And the Oscar goes and the Oscar to. Goes to. Gentlemen, my only object in being here is to try and get at the truth. What shall I go? What shall I do? He's looking at you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Could have been a contender. Fasten your I could have been somebody. They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me. Mr. Welcome to the next best picture podcast. And the Oscar goes to Green Book. Hey everyone, this is Matt Meglia with Next Best Picture, dropping in right now uh, for what I guess is going to be technically episode 178 of the Next Best Picture podcast. I'm coming to you all live from Park City, Utah, where I'm at the Sundance Film Festival right now. And I want to apologize for both the lateness of this recording and also, too, for just the lack of posts in general on nextbestpicture.com while I've been away at the festival. I'm currently on track to see over 40 movies uh, this year at Sundance, and I've seen quite a bit so far. But that's not why I wanted to necessarily uh, check in with all of you guys. I actually wanted to uh, chime in a little bit with some of my thoughts on what's been going on in the award season race right now. Uh, the biggest development of all is that Sam Mendes uh, won the DGA award for 1917 uh, for best director, which now firmly I think puts him in the hunt to win his second Oscar for directing. Uh, he won 20 years ago for American Beauty, and you know 1917 is the kind of technical achievement that they do like to reward. We've seen this happen the last couple of years with Alfonso Cuaron winning for Gravity, Ang Lee winning for Life of Pi, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu winning for The Revenant. There's uh, definitely a couple of examples that line up with uh, what Sam Mendes has done here. And personally speaking, I think right now we're in a situation where it's a heart versus head thing uh, in terms of Parasite versus 1917. I think that 1917 is where the head choice is at for Best Picture right now. After it won the DGA, the Golden Globe, the PGA, it makes the most sense on paper to have uh, Sam Mendes win director no matter what situation you find yourself in. Sam Mendes is going to win Best Director. Um, You can pretty much, I think, take that one to the bank. Best Picture, I genuinely believe it's like a 60-40 split right now, 60% leaning more towards 1917 and 40% leaning more towards Parasite. And 1917 makes sense. Like I said, based on what it has won so far, it's coming out at just the right time. It's an established box office hit. We know it's going to win several Oscars already for cinematography, for score, possibly for the sounds, unless if Ford v. Ferrari picks up some steam there. Maybe Thomas Newman for score if he wins at BAFTA. There's a lot of ways that this can go right now um, in terms of what else 1917 might pick up. But no matter what happens here, 
whether it's 1917 or if it's Parasite, there are strikes against both films. Um, 1917 doesn't have either one of its uh, actors nominated. In fact, it didn't get a single SAG nomination. I, I like can't recall. I, I think Braveheart was the last time a film won Best Picture without a single SAG nomination. And you can probably chalk that up to the late release of 1917 and also, too, with the uh, condensed award season. Who knows? Maybe uh, there uh, – I, I don't even know because it couldn't even get stunt ensemble, which, you know, 1917 feels like it would be a shoe in for something like that. But alas, here we are. So as of today, 1917 has seven – uh, awards won this season uh, for Best Picture, um, Golden Globe, PGA, as I said before, and then some of the um, smaller uh, critics groups. Parasites got 27, including New York Film Critics Online, Los Angeles Film Critics, basically a ton of film critics. And then it also has the SAG Award, which we talked about a couple of days ago on another podcast when we gave our reactions to the SAG Awards. There was a lot of love in that room for Parasite. I mean, like, a lot of love. And this is where, like I said before, the head versus the heart thing comes into play because it's very easy to get swept up in the feeling that that room was giving to Parasite that evening. And I don't know. The more I stew on it, the more I think about it, and I know this is very unwise, the more I'm leaning towards Parasite making history by becoming the first ever foreign language film to win Best Picture – And it's interesting, too, because I think that if this was not a preferential ballot and if it was like a plural year, I think 1917 will be winning Best Picture, no questions asked. Um, But, you know, it's interesting, too, to predict that kind of a split because I think about other times where um, there was a split in picture and director and it was, you know, situations like Saving Private Ryan won the Golden Globe, won the PGA, won the DGA, just like 1917 wins Best Director for Steven Spielberg, loses Best Picture to which film? The film that won the SAG Ensemble Award, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, Shakespeare in Love also did really well at the BAFTAs, um, albeit that was uh, you know after the Oscars back then. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Parasite does well at BAFTA as well. But then again, it didn't also help Roma last year, which won at the BAFTAs, gave us all a little bit of hope that maybe it was going to pull it off in the end. And who knows? Once again, maybe on a plural uh, ballot, maybe Roma would have won instead of Green Book. Um, you know, we'll never know the answer to that. But something tells me deep down that Parasite is the film that will do the best on a preferential ballot. I have not spoken to a single person both in my personal life um, and also, too, professionally. Um, I'm talking a mixture of film critics and Academy uh, voters as well who, like, nobody hates this film. Nobody. Uh, At least nobody I've spoken to. And I've asked a lot of people this season what their favorite movies are and what they like, and everybody mentions Parasite. Um, It's pretty much, I think, the clear consensus choice, especially on the internet. And like I said, I've talked to... A lot of people in the industry this year, and they all seem to like it as well. So I have to think that that film does very, very well in terms of ranking high on people's ballots. And when I say high, I mean like in the top five, not the bottom five. I don't know how you can make a top five with these nine nominees and not have Parasite up there. So I think that that actually like kind of bolds well for it, actually, when you really, really break it down. Uh, but you know, then you got to think to yourself, well, what else can it win? What else w- will it win? 
are we going to go so far as to say that Parasite will win screenplay? Because we've seen lately Best Picture uh, winners also take screenplay uh, very frequently uh, lately, as opposed to being paired up with director, which seems to be happening less and less in the age of the preferential uh, ballot era. So with that said, um, I do think that 1917 winning the text and Sam Mendes winning director, I mean, like I said, we've seen a lot of years lately where that has happened. Uh, like I said, uh, The Revenant did that. Uh, La La Land did that. Now, Moonlight did not win the SAG Ensemble Award that year. Hidden Figures did. However, Moonlight was the clear number two. Um, it had a surprise win at the WGA over uh, both La La Land and Manchester by the Sea in the original screenplay category. It eventually went on to win Best Adapted Screenplay. And it won the Golden Globe. Parasite couldn't win the Golden Globe. Parasite only won the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film. But Parasite winning SAG, though, you know, not even Moonlight won SAG. You know, so that's got me thinking. And then there are a lot of other, uh, like I said, factors involved there. The, the popularity of Bong Joon-ho and how much of a star he has been this year. Um, it reminds me very much of the love that Guillermo del Toro was receiving for Shape of Water, where he was just a talk of the town. Everybody wanted to chat with him. Everybody wanted to just be around him. Um, and, and Bong has not received the you know same accolades as uh, Guillermo del Toro did that year. But the, the feeling uh, feels very much the same. And I think that he's been a really, really great spokesperson for uh, the movie every time he does get up there to accept an award. Uh, now, that could just result in the foreign language uh, film, or in Best International, rather, uh, win for Parasite, and it does not get anything else above the line. Maybe Tarantino still does take original screenplay. I mean, if Tarantino wins the BAFTA for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in screenplay, I think you have to pick him to then win the Oscar as like a consolation prize for not giving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood director and picture. So that would make sense. But if Parasite wins the BAFTA... I think that we're heading for a scenario where Parasite would probably win screenplay then because I, I, I don't know about, about you guys, but I feel very confident that Parasite's going to win the WGA for original screenplay over uh, Marriage Story currently at this time. And Tarantino is not nominated there. So then if Parasite wins both the WGA and the BAFTA, I mean, Tarantino won Critics' Choice and Golden Globe, but that has no Academy member uh, membership overlap. The other two, BAFTA and WGA, do. So I think that we need to look into that a little bit and see what that possibly means then. And also then if Parasite wins, say, screenplay, and let's say it also takes something else, like that ACE drama win for editing has got me thinking all over again now. You know, maybe it isn't the Irishman of Ford v. Ferrari that takes it. Maybe Parasite also takes that. There's, there's a lot of things that could happen for Parasite that evening um, or maybe, maybe it just wins editing, uh, screenplay, foreign language film, and it doesn't win Best Picture. I mean, that would still be pretty neat. It's like kind of similar to the run that Roma had last year. But something to keep in mind over and over and over again is that a lot of people did not enjoy watching Roma. It's a movie that they respected, but it's not a movie that they, I think, when they watched it, uh, had deep, passionate feeling for to rank it that high on the ballot. There's also, of course, the Netflix factor. But Parasite is a movie that is actively engaging while you're watching it. It's very, very entertaining. It keeps you surprised with its twists and turns. It keeps going in very interesting directions. I think that makes for a much more memorable viewing experience for all different types of audience members. And I can see a world where that does translate into the film being ranked higher than maybe even more so than Roma was with the Academy. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Uh, it's surprising that 1917 won the PGA, if I'm being completely honest. I did not expect that film to win the PGA. I thought it was going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There was even a part of me that thought that even Joker had a chance to win the PGA, given uh, how much the industry loves what that film did by mixing its art and commerce together to create this billion-dollar film. Luckily for the internet, uh, film Twitter, uh, that didn't happen. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have had a seizure and a meltdown and quite possibly would have burned the uh, earth on fire. <sighs> so we avoided that. But it's 1917. And 1917 just keeps on winning. Various awards, various things here and there. It's got cinematography walking in the door. There's a very, very good chance it's going to win other stuff on top of that. So... Yeah, I really do think that, you know, statistically speaking, and I will break this down statistically, percentage-wise, um, at a later point, but I do believe that the PGA-DGA combo is one that very, very rarely ever fails. Like I said before, uh, you had Brokeback Mountain, which was a film that won DGA, PGA, uh, and also to the Golden Globe, like, like 1917, and it lost to Crash, uh, a film that won SAG Ensemble. Uh, Shakespeare in Love, another example of a film that won SAG Ensemble, defeated the PGA DGA winner Saving Private Ryan. Then we also had uh, La La Land and Moonlight, PGA DGA winner. Uh, La La Land won everything, won the Golden Globe, won the BAFTA. And, and even though Moonlight, like I said, didn't win SAG, it still was able to beat it in the end. All I'm saying is that it is possible still for Parasite to pull this off. I think that there's a lot less baggage against it uh, than there was with Robo last year, which puts it in a better position. I do, I would feel very confident, more confident maybe if Parasite was going to win director for Bong Joon-ho. But as I said before, there seems to be more of a correlation lately with the screenplay categories than there is with best director. And even still, even still, like imagine this scenario. Imagine if Parasite wins like international uh, feature and best picture and that's it. I mean, like Tarantino takes screenplay, something else, maybe Ford v. Ferrari, I don't know, takes editing. But man, oh man, wouldn't that be something? Two, technically two best picture prizes on the same evening like that, that would be wild. Wild, I tell you. Unprecedented, never has happened before. No matter what happens, 
whether it's 1917 or Parasite, stats are going to be broken all over again. Um, I think if 1917 wins, then I think that looking at SAG for the Ensemble Award to correlate with Best Picture will be uh, rendered pretty useless uh, as it really has not uh, matched over the last couple of years. And it'll be interesting to see what BAFTA does as well because um, with BAFTA, they too have not predicted uh, the Best Picture winner in quite a few years. I think the last time they did was 12 Years a Slave back in 2013, if I recall correctly. That sounds about right. Yeah, 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 that, that is right. So taking all that in, I think that you got to if you if you really believe Parasite's going to pull this one off, I do think there are pieces in place to help with that conversation. I would be very curious to see what it wins at the BAFTAs. I would be very curious to see if it does indeed win WGA. Like I said, I think it's going to, but if Noah Baumbach wins, like say for Marriage Story, I think that that weakens the possibility of Parasite going all the way in the end. But let's imagine a scenario where Parasite wins the WGA, it's got the ACE, it's got the SAG, and it's probably going to win the Contemporary Art Directors Guild Award as well, um, I would imagine, I would think. I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. But if it goes in with all of those guild wins, that's saying something. That's really saying something. Take out all that information, process it, think about it, and you know, draw your own conclusions from it. Next time we're on the podcast here, I'll, I will be back with, obviously, other members of the team. And we will be giving our final Oscar predictions for the year. It's crazy that we're here already. I've never had this situation happen where I'm at Sundance and I get back and it's pretty much time. It's like one week from the time I get back uh, and then it'll be the Oscars and the season will be over. It kind of makes me hate this condensed season. I don't like that... Little Women, 1917, and quite possibly a few other late-breaking December releases didn't get to show up at various guilds. Um, It was very – I think there was a lot more negatives than there were positives uh, to it all. And I'm glad that we're going back to a regular season uh, next year. Uh, A couple other things I do want to comment on now. Little Women winning the uh, USC Scripter. And then also, too, at winning Critics' Choice for Best Adapted Screenplay, I think puts Greta Gerwig squarely in the hunt currently at this time to win the Oscar for Adapted, uh, which will once again be seen probably as a consolation makeup prize for uh, the director's snub and also not giving Little Women uh, Best Picture. And also, too, Lady Bird not winning a single Oscar that year where all the other Best Picture, uh, the main Best Picture uh films from that year, like Phantom Thread won something, Get Out won something, Billboard, Shape of Water, they all won something. Uh, she didn't. So I think that this is going to be her win in the end for adapted screenplay. Um, American Society of Cinematographers went to 1917, Roger Deakins, he's got Oscar number two, congratulations, very, very happy for him, it's deserved work, and quite honestly, he should already have 22 Oscars, so there you go. Uh, Cinema Audio Society went to Ford v. Ferrari, no surprise there, considering that 1917 was not nominated. It does put things in a very interesting situation now, where Ford v. Ferrari has now won the MPSE, and it's also won the CAS. Um, I'll be very curious to see what BAFTA does. If BAFTA goes for 1917, I would say don't bet against 1917 and winning both sound awards. That's just my uh, hunch on that at the moment. Any awards going to Klaus was very interesting. I don't know what to make of that yet. Uh, my gut tells me that Toy Story 4 is still going to win in the end. 
uh, because the voting is open to the entire membership of the Academy. And I think that just from a popularity standpoint, Toy Story 4 uh, wins in the end. So I, I get that this is animators and they went with a very uh, traditionally animated film that also uh, has some very interesting techniques built into it as well. I mean, I Lost My Body also won a couple of interesting uh, prizes there as well. So I'm glad that it received uh, some level of acknowledgement. But, you know, if I had a vote, I'd be personally picking I Lost My Body to win Best Animated Feature, even though I really like Toy Story 4, and I'm sure it'll make a fine winner in the end regardless. Uh, so with all that said, all that broken down uh, right now at the moment in terms of the various guilds, I do think that um, things are starting to come more into focus in terms of what's going to happen on February 9th. And like I said, we'll be back uh, this Sunday to, to give our final predictions for what we think is going to win the Oscars. It'll be a very long podcast, <laughs> to say the least, as we attempt to uh, break everything down. Also, we'll talk about uh, the BAFTA Awards and uh, pretty much everything else that's happening in the final week in the lead up. It's just there's so much. There's just so, so much. Uh, one other thing I want to do before I go here is I do want to just reveal uh, the poll results uh, from last week. Um, we asked everybody, if you were an Oscar voter, which film would receive your number one vote for Best Picture? And I want to thank everyone for sending in uh, your votes here. Uh, you were only given one choice and tallying everything up. Uh, let's see here. Number nine was Ford v. Ferrari, which, you know, we all know that that was the ninth slot uh, for that film. It was happy to be nominated, and it's a good film. You know, I'm glad it's there. Uh, number eight is Jojo Rabbit. Number seven is Joker, which, you know, like it or hate it, that movie has its fans, and they're very vocal about it. Um, it's interesting that the film has the most nominations and is guaranteed to win Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, we don't know if it's going to take anything else in the end. Number six is Marriage Story. Uh, number five is The Irishman. Number four is Little Women. And then number two and three, by a difference of one vote between the two, third place is 1917, second place is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And with a whopping 46% of the poll, that's how much Parasite crushed this poll. 46% of the total vote went to Parasite in the number one slot. Call it a film Twitter thing, call it an online thing, call it whatever you want. I just think that that film has very extremely passionate support from a lot of people. And I don't know, you got to ask yourself, 9,000 people, is that a big enough pool that those numbers will still uh, come out that way in the end? And like I said, this is a plural uh, plurality vote here. This is not a preferential that I did this on. This was just asking what would receive your number one vote for best picture. Interestingly enough, Remember, if you have over 50% of the vote, you automatically win on the first round. Parasite on our poll here only got 46%. So it would go to the ranking at that point. And the votes would get distributed. And if Parasite ranked high enough in the end and got over 50% without something else catching up to it, uh, then it wins Best Picture. So uh, we don't know in that given situation what would happen. I think I might do a preferential uh, ballot vote when I get back during the last week and uh, maybe we'll do a little test there to see uh, if it can indeed still pull it out in the end. But it, once again, it makes me wonder, how is it that Parasite uh, could not win with the PGA? Maybe you can chalk it up to that being a more traditionalist voting body group. 
1917 definitely fits the mold of a more conventional, traditional, uh, best picture type of movie. Um, there's also a lot that went into the making of that movie that I'm sure producers greatly admired. Um, and then also, too, maybe there is a bit of biasness against uh, Parasite being uh, a choice there. I don't know. But once again, if you jump that membership uh, up from a couple thousand to the 9,000 that's in the academy, I want to believe that that helps Parasite. But we'll stew on it. We'll think about it. We'll come back to it later on. I do think that it would be one of the greatest moments maybe in Academy Award history for Parasite to win Best Picture. I think it would create a great television moment, a great headline moment. I think it would be looked upon very kindly uh, in a world where most of the time the Best Picture winner is not looked upon kindly over time by most of us. Um, I think Parasite is one that along with something like Moonlight, for example, would hold up very, very well and would be revered as one of the best wins that that membership uh, has ever given out. And then one final note before I go here, I just want to uh, rattle off a couple other uh, dates here on the award season calendar. Uh, so as of this recording right now, January 28th, uh, the Costume Designers Guild Awards are being handed out. I haven't had a chance to check yet to see uh, what won there. Uh, 29th, that's tomorrow, Visual Effects Society Awards will be handed out. Uh, that'll be interesting because that is still, in my opinion, very, very much an open race right now. And I don't know which way to lean as of this moment, but my gut tells me that 1917 being the best picture front runner right now and being nominated in that category, um, it looks like it's standing a really, really good chance, especially considering the visual effects work in The Irishman has proved to be uh, very divisive amongst many, many people within the industry. So I don't know if they're going to throw a bone towards The Irishman. I think the visual effects are fantastic. I think they're groundbreaking. And I think that we're going to see um, some amazing, amazing um, developments within within that technology uh, over the next couple of years uh, to produce some more groundbreaking uh, works of art. Art Directors Guild on February 1st and the WGA Awards on February 1st as well. So when we head over to February 2nd, Sunday morning, when we record our uh, final predictions, um, the BAFTA Awards, um, I don't believe we'll know them at the time of our recording uh, at, you know, yet. Maybe we'll record later in the day. I'll talk to the rest of the team and see how they feel about it. Or maybe they'll listen to my recording now and they'll get back in touch with me and be like, hey, Matt, we heard you mention about the BAFTA Awards. Are we doing that? And we'll see what happens. Uh, then afterwards, um, Independent Spirit Awards, February 8th, February 9th, the Oscars. So, yeah. Pretty wild. Healthy reminder that as of right now, the MVP Film Community Awards are being voted on as we speak. And the ballots for those, if you have not done so already, uh, those are due uh, on February 1st. So when you guys uh, get a chance, head on over to the blog page on nextbestpicture.com. Head over to the sidebar underneath the uh, sections for uh, different types of posts, and there will be one labeled MVP Film Community Awards. And from there, you'll be able to vote, and I'm going to be announcing those winners on the February 2nd episode before we reveal our final Oscar prediction. So yeah, trust me, that episode, the next uh, time we are on the podcast here, that's going to be a Big, big episode, to say the least. So 
Make sure you head on over, cast your vote there. These are your awards, people. The MVP film community. I love you guys. I do this for all you guys. I, 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 I mean, like I'm here right now, taking some time to communicate with all of you and chat with you all because I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, really dearly appreciate all the love that you guys have shown me, shown the website, shown the other members of the team here at Next Best Picture, and I'm always, always happy to chat with all of you. So. Head on over, vote, take pride, and uh, I can't wait to reveal the winners to you all. And then also, too, don't forget this uh, because I know this also went out uh, kind of close to the 2019 uh, awards. We also have the awards for the 2010s. Now, those are going to also uh, be due this weekend as well. So if you can, do both. I mean – That would be nice. The community awards for the 2010s are nominations. They're not the winners. So basically, to summarize, the voting for the 2019 MVP Film Community Awards, those are for the winners. We are going to announce those on February 2nd on the podcast. The MVP Film Community Award nomination ballots for the 2010s, that's for the whole decade, those are also due on February 1st. I will be revealing the winners for those Later, I'm sorry. I will be, I will be revealing the nominations for those later, and then we'll calculate the winners later. This will give us something obviously to do once the Oscars are over, and it should be fun, you know, to look back, reflect. Who knows? Maybe a film from this year will make it in there somehow. Um, I have a feeling something like Parasite, maybe Little Women. Uh, who knows? You know, you think about where the passionate support is. Things like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then of course all the other great films from the last decade as well. So I think that's it. Um, I didn't really have an agenda. I'm kind of going off the cuff here. And I really, really hope I didn't ramble too, too much. I hope you guys appreciate uh, me just checking in with you all. I want you all to know that I really appreciate all of you. That's why I'm doing this. And I, once again, do apologize for just the lack of content over the last couple of days. Um, I've just been extremely, extremely busy over here at Sundance. I'm jam-packed every single day. I've been watching about six movies per day uh, ever since I got out here. And... Um, want you all to know that I'm always thinking about all of you. And if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to comment or whatever it is, drop a line. Let me know. You can reach me on my Twitter handle at Next Best Picture. You can email in uh, whatever it is you would like to do. And uh, you know, just as a sign off here, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you get some exclusive podcast content from us, including uh, something that we did uh, this award season was we gave immediate reactions uh, to uh, award shows. We're probably going to do something for the BAFTAs, maybe, I don't know, because by that point, after we've already given our final Oscar predictions, like what would be the point? Uh, So I will tell you this though. The Oscars themselves, our reactions episode will be a full episode available to the public. You won't have to do that on Patreon. What we are going to be doing uh, moving forward for Patreon is we are going to be doing throwback reviews again. We are going to be uh, doing a 2014 retrospective during the offseason. We did 2015 last year and it got such positive notices from everybody within the community. So we're going to be doing 2014 this year. So I can't wait to dive back in, check out films like Boyhood, Whiplash, Gone Girl, Birdman. It should be a lot of fun. So um, that's something to look forward to. We're also going to be doing audio commentary 
uh, on Patreon, which is something that's new for us. Um, we're going to find maybe like a streaming title or something like that. So this way, um, everybody can hopefully watch from home and we'll actually record uh, our live reactions while watching. Um, so that'll be a fun experiment. Obviously, your feedback there is greatly appreciated in case if you like those. And also, too, there's um, some stuff going on with Next Best Theater, as always. We have Next Best Adaptation coming as well. Um, for those that remember, we didn't do it last year, but we did it the year before. We're bringing it back this year. Next Best Adaptation is where we take a look at five of the possible best adapted screenplay contenders for the upcoming award season. And we are going to talk about the source material um, on a podcast. So uh, members of the team here will read the, the source material, talk about it, and then they'll also talk about too, um, its development into the film and what they hope to see from it. Maybe the film already is released and they'll be able to talk about both. Uh, but it should be a very, very fun and interesting way to uh, kind of get you all prepared for some of the Oscar contenders that are coming up for next year. So very, very much look forward to all the content that we are providing here in Next Best Picture. And once again, I want to thank you all for listening as always. Uh, this has been episode one. I, I guess it, I guess technically it is an episode here. Um, I know it's just me. I've only ever done a solo outing here on the podcast one other time before, just once. Um, I have not done a solo uh, podcast in about, oh man, it's been almost like two years, two and a half years, something along those lines. Uh, but in any event... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. And I'll see you all when I get back from Sundance. I'll give you all a full recap of everything that is that I saw here. I'm hoping to get Casey Lee Clark on the line. Uh, she's been here with me the last couple of days. She's seen a lot of stuff as well. And hopefully we'll be able uh, to talk about our experience here and uh, give you guys a little bit of a preview of what 2020 has to offer. Until then, we, me, I, yeah, I guess just me in this case, I will see you all next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.